It's Sports by the Book at the South Point Studio. Here's Jeff Parles. Welcome in at Sports by the Book here at the South Point Studio. I'm Jeff Parles. Happy to be with you. Sunday in the National Football League, Week 10. We're on the back end of the season officially. Alex yeah. White is here. And, and Vinny Maliula will uh, be on camera in a second here. Uh, as uh, we Something are, I said? Yes, yes. <laughs> And, and not, oh. they're not a fan of the hair today, apparently. Why not? Or or, 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 or because it's a Germany game that there's no Bierstein in front of you. It's, well, it's, that's all right. It's invalid. Schnapps for everybody. Uh, <laughs> I'll pass. I'm good. <laughs> um, yeah, let's uh, before we get into games today, Vinny. And yeah, I, I said this to you on on Friday with Chris, and I've said this to Alex as well. I think this is the worst betting card of the week uh, of the year. I should say. Worst week of the year. By the way, Mac Jones just threw a ghastly interception as New England was going in to take the lead in Germany. Um, so, But that doesn't mean that you can't find something you like on the card today, even though I dislike it. That's well, all I'll say, as always. There's... Listen, there are there are cards that are are better than others, right? There, you know, there are weeks where there's a lot more uh, maybe attractive matchups and things like that. But I can tell you this: every card, every week has something for somebody. You know? Oh, of course. And, well, I at least have a bet this. So week. I was going to say my my <laughs> next point was going to be: I'm pretty sure that you're in action. I have a bet. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. But you know, Alex, right? You 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 look for uh, opportunities, right? And sometimes those opportunities are at the front end, at the posting of the numbers. Uh, sometimes they're during the course of the week. And sometimes they're, and, and most of the time, they're oftentimes th this morning, right, after the inactives and actives show up, right, Alex? That's what you're monitoring. Absolutely, Benny. And, you know, sometimes you can buy low on a certain team yeah. or uh, get a lot of points with a really good team. So we're going to dive into that with some of these matchups. But there are some good matchups. That's yeah. That is one thing for sure. We'll have some good games today. And to Alex's point, Jeff, too, it's if when you when you look at it again, professionals bet numbers, right? When you look at these numbers, there's quite a few threes, right? Numbers, you know, hovering around threes and, and off a three yeah. and, and sixes, right? Yeah. So you've got the fact that there are key numbers involved with the point spreads today will definitely attract uh, attract business. If it's not the matchups, it's certainly the numbers. The 17 and a half count? <laughs> yeah, it does, actually. Two and a half touchdowns? I yeah, mean, are you going to yeah. lay it? I don't know. Let's put it this way, Vinny. I'm not interested in taking it. Okay. But, That's all But I'll what would that. you do first? What would I do first? Uh, I would it, bet the giant team total under. That's okay. what I would do first. All right. So there is something. Yeah. <laughs> there you if, go. if you made me bet that game, that's the way I would do it. There you go. Uh, even though I will say, uh, Vinny, uh, Tommy DeVito's story, the uh, the story that came out this week, uh, 25 years old, still living with his parents, 15 minutes from the Meadowlands uh, in the practice facility for the Giants. I cannot think of a more north northern New Jersey Italian family story out there. Basically. He's eating good. Uh, we know that. Yeah. <laughs> He's eating better than anybody on the team. <laughs> we, I can tell you that right we, now we with know, Mama DeVito's cooking. We, we know that for certain. All right. Uh, quickly on the game this morning, Vinny, we're going to get a, unless if something w totally outlandish happens, a cakewalk to the under this morning. Oh my goodness. Indiana, yeah. Indianapolis up 10, six an opening drive touchdown for the Colts an opening drive field goal for new England, a pair of field goals each in the second half. Mm -hmm. And that's been it in Germany. It has been yeah. every bit as bad as that 10, six score indicates here. India has a third and six at their own 10 coming with a little over two and a half minutes to go right now. Um, not a huge decision, really, 
uh, Jeff and, and Alex here. This game opened one and a half, uh, and it, and it kind of it literally toggled back and forth between one and a half and two, and we closed two. Uh, not as much movement as you might expect on the total either, uh, just down a point, 43 and a half on the opener. Again, uh, Chris Andrews releases the uh, uh, the NFL on Sunday night, right after halftime of the uh, the primetime game. Uh, the, the, so the total did close at 42 and a half. So this is not uh, one of the bigger decisions of the day, but it obviously sets the table too. Uh, it joins the uh, the Bears uh, Panthers game the other night in terms of multi leg uh, you know uh, activity. We're looking crazy now for not jumping on that over. I know when we talked on Thursday, we said neither of us had anything in this game. I believe that's four zero to the under in our international series this year. Is that correct? Did Jacksonville Buffalo survive? Yeah, that under survived barely because yeah. that fourth quarter went crazy. But the first Jacksonville Atlanta easy one last mm -hmm. week didn't look easy at the outset, but turned into a no sweat uh, after that. And uh, right now, this one's getting there. Uh, Minshew just completed a, an incredible pass to Josh Downs to pick up the first down uh, with two thirty eight to go. New England still can get the ball back at the two minute warning pretty easily here uh, if they can force a three and out with this down ten six again. Ugly game in Frankfurt, but you know what? At least, at least everyone probably had a good Bavarian pretzel and uh, I'm sure and uh, a bratwurst sure. and Vinny's beer Hello. stein not here this week. I should say Sean's beer stein that we used for thank Vinny's, you, Sean. Uh, see uh, a week ago. All right, let's get to it. I want to, you know, we'll get back to Cleveland and Baltimore in a second. Mm -hmm. I just want to go to Cincinnati and Houston first, yeah, Vinny, because this has been a huge mover over the last day or so. Because it was stuck at six and a half for basically the whole week. You guys are at six now on, on yeah. Cincy. And the rest of the market is five and a half right now on this game. Yeah, uh, Jamar Chase is playing. He's mm -hmm. active. Uh, we knew T. Higgins wasn't going to play. He's inactive. Sam Hubbard, the other big inactive for Cincinnati in this one. Uh, Houston, all things considered, injury report, okay. We knew Pierce wasn't going to play again. Uh, but other than that, pretty much all the key guys are going to play for Houston today. I guess that's the reason we've seen this dip under six in a lot of spots. Yeah, and again, this game opened seven right on yep. Sunday, so went uh, uh, that was quickly gobbled, uh, especially after the uh, the Texans' performance last week. So uh, Chris and I were just talking about this uh, this game here. Money showed for the Texans this morning, so yeah, and you may see some more money show up until the ten o'clock kickoff, uh, uh, ten o'clock Pacific kickoff, Jeff. So um, you know, multiple injuries to the Bengals. You know what? There's injuries to both sides though in this game, right? And so um, you know, both quarterbacks uh, playing real well. Um, the question is, you know, look, who who's going to be able to dictate the pace in this game, right? I mean, and one thing that when you look at the number, uh, also, Alex, you you know that C.J. Stroud, it, it based on just last week alone, and with less than a minute to go, he's not out of he's not out of out of the game. No, you are one hundred percent correct about that, Benny. I do think the Houston's are still a little inconsistent, and this is a big step up for them in talent. So. We'll get to my play later on this game, but now that it's dropped down to five and a half, that might uh, entice me a little bit there to be go. with the home team even more. See, this is why, uh, Vinny, when I said this was a week that I will will have a limited amount of bets, you have to ask me where I am on Sunday morning. You mm -hmm. have to ask me that question. Yeah. Now that we've dipped under six, yeah. this is a pretty hard pass to avoid being on Cincinnati in this Sure. Week, where, look, I, mean, I like yeah. the Tex the Texans. We've talked, we praised the Texans profusely on this show and i think properly so because they deserve it with with a rookie quarterback and a rookie head coach it is very hard to win football games right away especially with a roster that is not complete 
and Houston sitting there at four and four, and they are squarely in the AFC wild card race. Mm-hmm. And CJ Stroud is going to run away with offensive rookie of the year. And you know what? In a year that doesn't have a, a clear MVP leader right now, crazier things have happened. If Houston isn't legitimately in the playoff race, Stroud could work his way into the MVP discussion. Um, but this is one of those games where, yes, yeah, Cincinnati won last week. They've covered a few games in a row as well. It's a big step up for Houston from ta- from the teams they've been playing well, other than Jacksonville, but they own Jacksonville soul for whatever reason. Well, um, and by the way, <clears throat> this total just went to 46, so a dip under Down uh, well. from uh, the opener of 47. We were 46 and a half and we came on the air, so 46, and we give it to you in real time as the action comes in. Um, but to that point also, Jeff, yeah, I, um, listen, we've talked about you especially have recognized the fact that the Bengals, um, they were not nobody, you know, they, they didn't go away, and they 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 got through their their early injury issues, particularly to Burrow, and now they've taken big steps, right? Especially the game in I would say uh, in in San Francisco. Well, now this is another game. While it's not the same level of opponent, <clears throat> Alex, you're going to watch this and say, okay, this is a game you're supposed to take care of business, do it. But let's face it, a month ago, you know. With Burrow, let's say Burrow was healthy a month ago. This game is certainly much higher than a touchdown. Oh yes, definitely. Yeah. And you know, besides just Joe Burrow, Cincinnati's defense has improved so much in the last four weeks and the last four games. I mean, they dropped. They went from allowing twenty three point five points a game in the first four to seventeen now in the last four. No team went over that twenty threshold. So that's another thing to really look at here. The only thing that kept me off the Bengals with that six or six and a half is it's a weird spot for Cincy. They mm-hmm. just beat the Bills and then next week they go to Baltimore to take on this Ravens team. So that kind of steered me away, but I definitely like the home team here. I, I teased them down and now I may be looking at laying that five and a half. There you go. Let's go backwards here. By the way, Bailey's happy is warming up. If he comes in for this last drive, who knows what could happen on this final drive is New England. Uh, Indy's got about a fourth and two coming up from midfield. It'll be an interesting decision for Steichen, but I think he's just got to punt it away and make whoever's playing quarterback for New England go 90-plus yards at the t- with under two minutes to go there in Frankfurt. All right, Vinny, uh, I would say this is the game. Well, there are two really good games early today. This is the game with two AFC teams that is the higher-end game early. Baltimore hosting Cleveland. The Ravens have been just a juggernaut at home recently, mm-hmm. uh, just eviscerating uh, Seattle last week, two weeks ago, destroying Detroit. I mean, that's 75-9 to nine in those two games against two legitimate playoff teams on the NFC side. Now they welcome in Cleveland. Vinny, they beat Cleveland 28-3 to three in the first meeting. I can't really take much from that because uh, uh, Dorian Thompson-Robinson played for the Browns in that one. Yeah. Uh, Deshaun Watson is healthy now. He will play for Cleveland. Uh, six, the number on this one with Baltimore, total 38 here. Yep, just went to six, actually, yep. a couple of minutes ago. Uh, we were talking about the uh, Texans-Bengals game. So some money has shown for the Browns. And what is it about the Browns? It's, I don't know if it's as much about Deshaun Watson. It's about their defense. Oh, yeah. So this is the better, uh, the best defense, I think, that the Ravens are going to face with, with a great defense themselves, uh, hence the total on this one down from uh, 39 up to 38, although it did go as low as 37 earlier in the week. So, um, yeah, this is a, this is, a, this is a, certainly a, a big division game. You, you would think that it would happen later in the year. I have to tell you, there was 
you're looking at some of these these division matchups that okay some happened early great on the fr on the front end of the schedule and you would anticipate that they would happen on the back end of the schedule right going into the playoffs uh, with with ramifications but here it is here uh, right in the middle of the schedule um, and again uh, the, the Browns one thing that does travel Alex it's defense so I think that's got a lot to do with the selection uh, of the the Ravens uh, at uh, I mean the, the Browns plus six and a half. This was a very tough matchup for me to look at and break down because I know the sharp play is to take the points with this Browns team with that good defense, but something really kept me off of it. And then I started looking deeper into the Ravens. A trend that they have this year is they kind of lay, they kind of cruise against average, below mm -hmm. average teams, right? Mm -hmm. They kind of let them hang in the games. We saw it 24 16 um, to the Titans, and then they let the Steelers hang in there too long. They fell short to them 17 10. But against the good teams, they put their foot on the gas and they just they get a good enough lead to where they hold that. Look at what they did against Seattle and against the Lions, right? They outgained the Lions 503 to 337, and that's a really good Lions defense we have there. So to me, I could see this, you know, anything can happen, but I could see the Ravens mm -hmm. um, getting a big lead and holding that here. And then I could also see, you know, the Browns having an upset and winning game two. I know how hard it is to beat the same team twice in one year. But I was looking, I feel like this total is a little low. I didn't play it over because of both of these really good defenses. But 38 seems a little low for these offenses and what they can do. All I will say with the, uh, with the hard to beat the same team twice in, a one, in one season, when you're a better football team, when team A is better than team B, you're supposed to do it. And for me, I think Baltimore is a better football team than Cleveland. Now, I stayed off of this. I think the six, six and a half was right. I think the total, I'm kind of with you. It feels a little bit low. But then when we remember, hey, like Baltimore, even though they've been holding these good opponents at home down, they're scoring in the mid-30s. So right. are they able to do what they did to Cleveland the first time? They scored 28 in that game. 28 points from Baltimore in this game probably means this game's going over because you'd imagine Cleveland can be in the low teens. That's enough to get over this low total. But I, I'm staying off. I, I would not be surprised if Cleveland's defense comes in with a big effort here and Deshaun Watson's the issue in this game. Well, the quarterback situation. Yeah. I mean, it, it, <clears throat> both defenses match up well, uh, but offensively, let's face it, the Ravens are healthier and they've been a more consistent quarterback right now. Vinny, let's go to the Niners. This yep. is to me, this is the best game of the morning. Uh, the Niners on the road to Jacksonville. Both teams off the bye. The Niners have lost three in a row. The Jags are six and two. The Niners are five and three. San Francisco gets significantly more healthy today. Debo Samuel yeah. will play. Trent Williams will play. McCaffrey's fully healthy. So this is the healthiest the Niners have been in a month. And now to go on the road to a team that Vinny, if you're going to take a step forward, like uh, some of us have been waiting for from Jacksonville this year, you come out at home and you you win this game. Mm -hmm. But I, I know this is cliched and sometimes and it's not it's not the most smart logic here. Sometimes you just think for a Niner team, can they really this team that's that good? Can they really lose four games in a row? And well, right now, I didn't play this, but if you made me bet it, I would lay the three with the Niners. Uh, by the way, game over in Germany. Bailey Zappi did come in for the final drive. Throws an interception as New England had gotten to about midfield. So the Colts are going to move the 5-5 five and five on a 10-6 win across uh, there in Frankfurt, Vinny.
And the Patriots moved to what? Two, two and, and eight. eight. Two and eight. Two and there eight. you go. How times have changed. And times continue to change because, listen, it wasn't so long ago. We're talking about teams right now who's rebuilding, right? Obviously, the Texans are are, are rebuilding, right? Um, you, you know, you look at uh, the Cardinals rebuilding. It wasn't so long ago we were talking about the Jaguars rebuilding. Well, they've rebuilt, and they're a legitimate AFC you know, contender. This is the kind of game that it would should embrace, right? If you're gonna, the first step in 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 winning this game is to say, you know, we're home. We're gonna, we can win this game, and I think that there's belief in that. Now that said, to your point, Jeff, are the Niners really gonna lose four in a row? Well, this Jacksonville team is good enough to to make that happen. Um, now, from the betting perspective, San Francisco, uh, it, we we opened at two and a half, and early in the week it kind of went back and forth. It toggled between two and a half and three, but now in the last a day and a half, it's toggled between three and three and a half. So this is the ultimate, uh, you know, uh, danger spot, if you will, for the house in terms of a of a middle where if it does fall San Francisco three, then we refund all those monies. We pay all the San Francisco minus two and a half, and we pay all of the Jacksonville plus three and a half. So you're smiling too. It kind of gives you chill. It makes you feel good if that happens, doesn't it? <laughs> uh, yeah, that's all right. No matter what, though, all the lights will be on. Um, but seriously, uh, it, it that that's what's happened. So a different set of uh, a betting, uh, a little bit of different betting pattern earlier in the week, Alex. And I have to believe this is a game that you got involved with at some point, or will? I did. I laid the two and a half with <laughs> the go. Niners. I don't think we'll get a number that low with the San Francisco team for the rest of the season. So I had to jump on it here. You mentioned they they lose three in a row. I don't see them losing their fourth. They got a bye week. Now they're healthy. Mm -hmm. Healthy Debo Samuel, that is huge for them. They also acquired Chase Young. He'll yep. help uh, create pressure on Trevor Lawrence here in this one. And it seems like the Niners' weakness is playing from behind. So as long as they can get on the board early, I think they keep their lead and they cover this one. By the way, I missed this because all I saw was the ball getting intercepted. That was a fake spike throw into triple coverage dead in the game by Zappi. That was very impressive. Wow. Very impressive. Uh, I will say this with the, Vinny. I, I do have one question on the Niners real yeah. quick. Um, if they were to lose this game today mm -hmm. and move the five and four, and we talked about this with the Bengals side of it on the Futures book, you still can't move them aggressively down. In a futures book, because of the talent, you mean the the Niners, the Niners, yeah, absolutely, not. yeah, you, yeah. Like, you can't overreact, you know. And so, like, even if they lose, let's say they lose today, it's fourth straight loss, right? They're still going to be one of the three favorites in the NFC to come out of it. They're still going to be one of the five shortest teams to win the Super Bowl in the futures. Book. Well, first, you, you just look at the division, yeah, they, right. So, so if they if they lose today, yep, all right, they've still. Got, It'll be a game behind Seattle, more likely than if, not. If Seattle yeah, wins, wins against Washington. Wins, yeah. and which they're favored to win. Okay. Yeah. So they've still got two games with... Uh, uh, including uh, right? including uh, Thanksgiving right. in they've, Seattle. Two games with Seattle. Yeah, two with so Seattle. So you, you can't say, oh my gosh, you can't base that move just on... Because there are people out there who would love to, 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 to jump on that, you know, and, and say, wow, you know, so you can't overreact to it. The reality is that there's too much talent on this roster that uh to think that they're going to be out of out of at, at the worst a wild card spot right but that would mean that seattle is going to win the division i'm not so sure that that's that's going to happen especially with two games to go and you know 
certainly the Rams, given their situation, I don't see that happening. Nope. And certainly not the Cardinals. So um, can't overreact to uh, uh, to what the what the Niners uh, price is going to be. Can't come. Can't get make it too high. Vinny, let's get one more before you get out of here. Uh, and I want to go to Sunday night. Well, actually, no, I don't want to go to Sunday night. I want to go to Sunday afternoon because we mentioned Tommy DeVito before. Mm-hmm. You're up to 17 and a half. 17 and a half, yes. And the market's at 17 and a half. The total we talked about on Friday from 40 to as low as 38 and a half, now back to 39. When do you think the people are going to come in on the Giants here? I think they're going to wait to see how high it goes because I think what again this is an afternoon game so there's yep. everything going to it. Now what do you say? What's everything? Um, Moneyline parlay. Some every teaser in the world has uh, public teaser in the world has uh, the uh, the Cowboys on it. Um, now conversely, you could get you know if you had a, a six a six and a half point teaser here with twenty one. Uh, you know, with three touchdowns, Alex. That's that's the opposite side of it. So, a lot is going to depend on what happens in the morning. Um, but is it going to dip precipitously? No, not a chance. I mean, this is this is all about the Cowboys here. This is a spot that the Cowboys have to have, especially after last week. And again, remember that game against the Eagles was worth two games because of you know the head to head, Alex. I didn't do anything in this game. Um, 17 and a half is just crazy in the yeah. NFL. But I, you guys kind of talked about it yesterday. If there was one team, it would be the Cowboys that would really, uh, you know, put their foot on the gas mm-hmm. and not, not take it off and just run up the score here. So, yeah, it's a, it's a good bounce back spot for them. They were in that game against the Eagles. Yeah. So we'll see what they do today against the Giants. So I, I'm going to be honest with you, Vinny. Please do. Please do. This is just one of those games where I don't see how the Giants can possibly score more than 10 points. And unless if Dak does something spectacular, well, maybe, that's yeah. the only, the only way. It's still Gi- an NFL game. Sure. The right? only way so, the Giants yeah. get north of 10 is if Dallas's offense gives them seven. Or special teams. Or special teams. Or but the yeah. Giants special teams have been dreadful all yeah, year. Also. No this is, I don't bet team totals. And what, what do you have right now, team total-wise, for the Giants, Vinny? Because there's been a mix of numbers in the market here because of, because of the way that this has gone. Uh, because I am looking, looking for— What would the, you do with 10.5? See, now that— Based I, on what you just said, so, you'd bet over. So, no, I'd go under 10.5. Under 10.5. Under I, 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 I am in the camp, basically, Vinny, where any double-digit number on a giant team total this week is an under bet, and I, it's, like, it's as simple as— Go ahead and go out and beat me. Go get two. Go get two touchdowns. Go do it. Go do it, Tommy DeVito. You, you can't. Not against this defense if they actually try against you. And remember, the first matchup before the between these teams was forty to nothing, and that was with Jones playing. That's on opening night. On opening night. Yeah. So, which honestly should have been a I uh, should have should have realized that was what the Giants were at that point, not just a, a, a horrible opening clunker. That's what the Giants are. They're a bad well, football team. Well, it's turned out to be that. Yeah, there's no question. I mean, they're they're struggling. This is a complete uh, different set of circumstances than a year ago. And and don't forget, they lost. They traded away their best their best pass rusher. Yes, they did. By the way, uh, real quick here, there are books where you can again. My, what's the juice on your ten and a half, Vinny? Uh, I think the unders favored. So under what? Like, uh, Dollar twenty five. Buck thirty. Buck thirty. Yeah, I still think that's okay. Because okay. a lot of the ten and a halfs in the market right now, you're laying a dollar thirty-five, dollar forty. Yeah. 
So I, I think it's good. I think it's fine. If uh, Again, Tommy DeVito, go beat me. See, as I said at the top, we'll find something. We'll find you. something <laughs> for me. You know that. You know that. All right, Vinny. Uh, Raiders-Jets tonight, uh, again, the Jets are favored. When do you think that the, Ra the uh, Raider numbers, the Raider money is going to come? Well, it's, it's actually, this is, believe it or not, this is a toggler of a uh, pick to, to Jets one. So uh, right now we're sitting at Jets one. We just uh, went to one this morning. So, um, yeah, I mean, that's that's what we're, we're, we're seeing right now. So, in fact, there's, I see one and a halves out there on the Jets too. Did open one and a half. Um, initially went to two very briefly and then came all the way back down to uh, to pick. But again, th this is the primetime game. Uh, everybody will be involved with it no matter what kind of day they had. Hold your pick for later on, Alan Alex. We'll, we'll get that later on uh, with uh, with the Jets and the Raiders. Uh, they only had one touchdown in this game this morning in the Island game. We've now gone three straight Island games with no t touchdown passes in it. So... Uh, if we're going to move the four, Jets and Raiders are uh, definitely a logical one to get us the four straight island games with no touchdown passes in it, Vinny. Uh, total on a game. Uh, You're down as well now. 35 and a half. Yeah, I still think it's too high. So, uh, Well, again, keep in mind, Vinny. Yesterday, it opened we, 36 and a half. Here's so the thing, though, Vinny. We talked about the low totals yesterday in college yeah. football. Iowa Rutgers ended up being a sweat at the end. Oh, it did. Ended yeah. up being an unnecessary sweat if you were the under in that game. <laughs> I at least ran the clock out and got you home at 22 Oh, come on. If you, if you really want to enjoy betting, have a good sweat. It was, <laughs> I, it was that game, honestly. You know what the funny part of that is, Vinny? Iowa's offense actually had 400 yards of offense. They were not off. They were, they were now they can't 5. execute. 5.2 yards of play. Not bad for them. <laughs> It's just ridiculous. Uh, again, we'll have uh, we'll more college football, of course, throughout the week. Uh, Vinny, pleasure as always. Go back to work. All right? Good to be with both of you and the crew. And the crew, as always, doing a great job. Alex, we have more games to get to. Week 10 in the NFL when we get back. Sports by the Book here at the South Point Studio. Once you've satisfied your hunger, get ready for more of the hottest casino games in Vegas. Our 24-hour, 30-table, non-smoking poker room proudly hosts all the most popular poker games with a variety of betting limits. Visit the poker room for a schedule of daily tournaments. Whether you're going to hold them or fold them, the best place for poker is at South Point Casino. You'll notice that our craps tables are usually the loudest in the casino. If you've never played, join one of our free craps lessons to find out what makes this game so exciting. Check with the craps dealer for schedules and give it a roll. Bingo is also an exciting way to spend your time. We offer seven sessions of bingo every day. And each session includes a cash ball jackpot, 12 bingo games, a progressive double action game, and a $10,000 bonus coverall. Electronic units are available. If you haven't played bingo with us, give it a try today. Guests can also get in on the action at our one-of-a-kind race and sports books. Two separate rooms designed to maximize your experience and comfort. Our sports book, with over 400 seats, puts you right in the middle of the action, 24 hours a day. The friendly ticket writers are happy to help, and it's conveniently located next to the famous Del Mar Deli, where you'll find supersized portions of delicious deli items like roast beef, pastrami, and Reuben sandwiches, or soups, salads, and pizza plus spectacular desserts fit for a king. And right next door is the race book, 
over 150 seats, each with its own TV screen. There are 16 interactive player terminals, so you can bet right from your seat. Welcome back in. It's Sports by the Book here at the South Point Studio. I'm Jeff Piles, Alex White alongside. Happy to be with you as always. Vinny Maliula, thanks to him for hopping in. Brought his laptop and everything. Yep. Uh, as always, Alex, uh, let's get into this. Uh, I know you mentioned it earlier. You did say, so if you just tuning in, Alex has Cincinnati in a teaser. I do, yes. Uh, today. I probably will end up laying the five and a half that's out there at some books on the Bengals, probably, but got 30 minutes to decide on that. So I got, I got some time. Um, Cleveland, Baltimore, we ended up, I ended up staying off of it. You ended up staying off of it as well. That's Baltimore six right now with a total of 38. You laid two and a half earlier in the week with the Niners. That's now three. Um, they host uh, on the road at Jacksonville. I'm doing nothing with that game. I actually, I, really like Jacksonville. I think they're really good at just one of those where if the Niners lose four in a row, then Jacksonville's done something really impressive uh, today. Uh, and then we'll get we'll get those other later games again. I know we you right. have a play on the Raider-Jet game uh, that's coming up on Sunday night. All right, New Orleans and Minnesota. Let's go there. Vikings coming off a dramatic come-from-behind win in Atlanta a week ago. Josh Dobbs having to come in off the bench with three days being with the team and it's still good enough. Touchdown drive at the end, come from behind win, 31-28 over Atlanta to somehow get the Vikings to 5-4. and four. And all of a sudden, you look at Minnesota's next four games, including today, they're at Denver next week. They get the Bears. They're at the Raiders. They're, they're all winnable games coming up for Minnesota. Uh, very easily get themselves squarely into the NFC playoff picture with a three and one stretch in these next four. New Orleans, you know, I know the Saints are five and four. I know the Saints are probably going to win that NFC South at this point because Atlanta just has decided to not win football games. Uh, the Saints have taken advantage of the horrible schedule they face. They had the weakest schedule going into the NFL season. It has played out like that. Last week, they needed five Chicago turnovers to yeah. only beat the Bears by a touchdown. In the Superdome, Alex, I'll let you go first here on this one. New Orleans, a three-point favorite, 41 behind us. That's the market high on the total, mostly 40 and a half now. And New Orleans probably will win this game, but I like this Minnesota team. I teased this one actually with the Bengals here, but I, I think I even like them at plus three. I just can't trust this Saints team, and this Minnesota team is very motivated. So they started the season, lost four of their first five games. Now they're on a four-game winning streak. You got... Josh Dobb has a full week to prepare and actually know the playbook. So I'm excited to see that. I also think Minnesota's defense is underrated. They're going to put a lot of pressure on Derek Carr, and that's when we see him struggle the most. And they blitz more than any team in the league. So I like this Vikings team. I teased them up. I still would probably be okay with the plus three here to hang in this game. I would only take three. I I'm going to stay out of this. I New Orleans... The, we, we've talked about this on the college end of things where I'm lower on a lot of these college teams that have that that the market seems to be higher on. The market seems to be higher on New Orleans than I am. And the only concern that I have is, and, and this will sound backwards because of what happened last week, the fact that New Orleans has tape on Dobbs in this offense actually hurts Minnesota. If there was no tape on Dobbs, 
and he's starting this week with a full week of practice, that actually probably works to Minnesota's favor. I think part of the reason, and yes, what Dobbs did is almost impossible. I think part of the reason Atlanta crumbled is because there was no tape in Minnesota's offense on Dobbs. Now, that's more so on the coaching staff more than anyone because there was more than enough tape on Dobbs in other offenses so you know what he is. Right. So that's on Atlanta's coaching staff failing more than anything. But I'm going to I'm going to probably stay out here. Uh this feels like one of those it's New Orleans routes or Minnesota wins outright. So I of course, no problem taking the three, just in case the game lands three or New Orleans wins by a point. But I think if Minnesota covers this game, it probably means, means they are winning this game outright. And, you know, I don't think we'll see Justin Jefferson. We, yeah, he's, also he's, officially, other, he's officially out. Some other question questionable players on their offense. So that made me a little nervous with the three for Minnesota as well. Um, I don't know. There's still something weird about this Saints offense. Um, Chris Olave, we haven't really seen him a lot. And I think that's more to Derek Carr. You know, he likes his safe check down options and goes to the tight ends more, but we will see a better Saints offense. I think at some point in this season, they just still haven't figured it out yet. Poorly coached football team. I think that's all it is with New Orleans and Carr's just Carr's. Besides the, how they use Tyson Hill, right? Or Tyson Hill. I, I, I like it, that. I like how they throw him in there. Yeah. It, 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 you know, we have a unique guy like that. You can use him. Use True. him. You're probably going to work out. I mean, Sean, I'm stunned Sean Payton didn't find a way to get him to Denver because we know how much Sean Payton loved Hill uh, when he was in New Orleans. Yes. But I, again, I'm staying out of it. I, I think, again, New Orleans part of it. I don't like Dennis Allen. I'm not a huge fan of P. Carmichael, the play caller. And Derek Carr is what he is at this point. He's an average starting quarterback. Uh, Green Bay and Pittsburgh's up next. Packers on the road here. Uh, this is a rematch of Super Bowl 45, which, uh, amazingly enough, over a decade ago already. Uh, teams look slightly different from that <laughs> that day in Arlington, Texas. Uh, I, I don't think Pickett and uh, Love has the same ring of Roethlisberger versus Rodgers uh, as that one was. This has been a toggler all week here at the South Point between three and three and a half. It's right now in Pittsburgh three. Um, you know, Alex, at three and a half, this was a take with Green Bay. Not at three, though. I don't think Pittsburgh should be north of three against basically anyone in the league. Uh, just the way they play. I know they're five and three. They've been outgained in every game, uh, which is still incredible that they're five and three. It's just a testament to how great of a coach Mike Tomlin is. Uh, this total is 38. Uh, there's some 38 and a half. Actually, I should say 38 and a half is the total now. Some 38 as well. I, I didn't do anything here. Uh, contest lines across the city had this game at three and a half, so I understand why people would take Green Bay in that. Uh, but right now, I I can't do anything at three. I think that's fair the way I, it looks. I would say this is my best play of the day, and that is under. And you talked okay. about it yesterday. You were confused with the move because it was actually going up. Yes. Um, I don't understand that at all. Both of these offenses have struggled. Jordan Love averaging six point six yards per pass attempt, twenty fourth in the league, and then. The Packers, they were averaging 20 points a game, and now in their last five, they've averaged 16. They are 1-4 against the spread in those five games, and they're 1-4 to the under. On the flip side, you could argue that the Steelers' offense is even worse, and they're only averaging 16.6 points a game. I think the best unit in the team is, I mean, the best unit in the game is the Steelers' defense. So I like that edge here, and if you think the Steelers are going to win, I think this stays under, right? The only way this goes over is if we see 
a great performance from Jordan Love and the Packers. If they win this game, I think it's going to go over. But I do lean to the Steelers' side. They are the favorite for a reason, so I think it's going to be a low-scoring game. I think this is also one of those, if this game goes over, turnovers happen. Points off turnovers happen. We've seen this with Pittsburgh where at Cleveland game a week two, the offenses were dreadful, but there were three defensive touchdowns right. in that game. So it's almost impossible to win an under in the 30s when you have three defensive scores. Uh, that would be my only concern with the total, that we are dealing with two quarterbacks that I very easily could turn points for the other team. Correct. Uh, but again, it, when it was 39-40 even on this game, way too high. Uh, I, again, I can't do anything with this one. I don't like either of these teams. I think the Steelers... The Steelers are a mediocre football team that just finds way to win, finds a way to win games. Uh, and Green Bay, Jordan Love's not the guy. I know it's only eight games into him being the full-time starter, but he doesn't have it. And it's going to be a very weird offseason coming up for Green Bay, where probably not going to be picking low enough to get one of the elite or high enough to get one of the elite guys. And you let Love sit all these years behind Rodgers, you probably can't give up on him after one full season. So they're in a weird spot weird. Uh, this upcoming offseason, assuming Love doesn't turn it around. And for the again, for the Steelers, if the Steelers win this game, they are 6-3. and three. They are in great shape going forward, even with back-to-back -back road games against Cleveland and Cincinnati. It'll be underdogs in both of those games, and I would expect them to lose both of those games, to fall back to 6-5. and five. After that, the next three games are Arizona, New England, and that Indy. A legitimate path to get to nine wins, which might be enough to get one of those back-end seeds in the AFC. Granted, their last three weeks are brutal. Cincinnati at Seattle at Baltimore. That is a very difficult stretch. But, hey, look, you win this game today. You at least set yourself up to get to 9-5 nine and nine and five before those last four games, and you give yourself a shot. Steal one, get to 10. 10's definitely going to be good enough to get a wild card in the AFC this year. If this team that has been outgained in every, every game but finds ways to win is in the playoffs. That'll be crazy. But. Well, it's one of those where Alex, I, we don't talk futures like award futures a lot on this show. It's one of those where if this Steeler team makes the playoffs, let's not overthink this. If we're the voters here, right? Let's not overthink this. This was a team with a win total at seven and a half. This is a team that again, outgained every single game. By the way, I think that streak ends today. I think they outgained Green Bay. But you're in a scenario where you watch this Steeler team is like, how are they winning games? How are they over 500? How are they in the playoff race? Because Tomlin's the head coach. Let's not overthink this. Right. Pittsburgh makes the playoffs. Tomlin should be coach of the year. I don't care what else has happened across the league. I, getting this team to the playoffs <laughs> would be Tomlin's best coaching feat by a wide margin. And I think he should be a, rewarded with coach of the year if the Steeler team makes the postseason. Let's go to Tampa and Tennessee here. You know, this has been an interesting mover the whole week, Alex, because uh, Tampa was open one and a half, got as low as pick, now up to two and a half, even touched three overnight. Uh, I crossed this game out immediately. Uh, 39 and a half the total on this. Will Levis is now the permanent starting quarterback in Tennessee. That's the correct move. See what you got out of the kid. It's looked pretty good through the first few weeks. Tampa's fallen on hard times after that great start. Three straight losses out of the bye last week. Really, or excuse me, four straight losses yeah. out of the bye, I should say. Last week was just a heartbreaker for Tampa. Played more than well enough to win that game. When that team scores 37, they should never lose. 
and they lost to C.J. Stroud's historic performance a week ago in Houston. Uh, Alex, I just think these are two mediocre football teams. So I'm, I'm going to stay away from this one. Completely agree. Pick your poison, right? And two bad defenses, and I know I've been saying Tampa Bay has a good defense, but they have really regressed throughout the season. Were you going to jump in on that? Okay, yeah. So I think you can just kind of, it's kind of a coin toss here. If I had to pick, I would definitely be with the Titans because Will Levis, I do think he's progressing each week, and I do think he has plenty of weapons to where he should succeed and should get this win, especially with Tampa Bay struggling so much. But yeah, I passed on this one. Yeah, it's a very difficult game. And there are a lot of difficult games this week, but this is no chance. No chance I can find anything that I really like on this one. Let's go to let's go to the West Coast. Let's go to the later games. Kyler Murray's back. Uh, there's going to be uh, no limitations for Murray out of the reports out of Arizona for this week. First start since he tore his ACL a year ago uh, on that Monday night against the Patriots. Now they get Atlanta. Ty- Taylor Heineke is going to start again for the Falcons. This is Atlanta two and a half on the road in Arizona. Totals bounced all over the place. Open 41 and a half, as high as 44, now back to 43. I, you know, I just really don't have a feel for what I'm getting out of Kyler here. And that's the main reason that I didn't bother with this. If I knew that I was going to get a fully healthy, fully engaged Kyler Murray, I'd actually bet the I'd actually bet the Cardinals in this game. I actually would take Arizona. Because Arizona, look, they actually played a reasonable football game as a team last week. They just had no chance because Clayton Toon was so badly overmatched that <laughs> they had no chance in that game against Cleveland. And now you play Atlanta, who's, look, Atlanta's, Atlanta's way too talented of a football team to be underwater right now. They're coming off of that horrible loss to Dobbs last week, where, again, I, I like Josh Dobbs, but if you're Atlanta, you can't lose that game. Right. They lost to Will Levis in his first game that he played most of it. Uh, they had that ridiculous loss to the Commanders earlier in the year. Atlanta's just found ways to lose games, and it's kind of just kind of just the, the, the DNA of that team historically. They find ways to lose games, and here we are again where Arthur Smith, I, I, I don't understand why he doesn't use Bajan Robinson. Right. I don't get that. But I don't think he's as bad of a coach as people are making him out to be. But if you lose this game and go to four and six with the amount of talent you have, don't be surprised if Arthur Blank makes a change during the during the bye week. Absolutely. And you know what? Last week I was on the Falcons and I couldn't even be mad about losing that because I was happy for Dobbs. What the Vikings did was amazing. This week I will be mad. I am on Moneyline Falcons minus okay. 120 here. <laughs> so the fact that they are only a one and a half to two and a half point favorite over this one and seven, one and eight Arizona team is just crazy. It says more, but the number's right. Don't get me wrong. I made it the Falcons minus two and a half. That's why I took the money line, but they do have so much talent and their defense is really good. So I think that they can slow this Cardinals team. You mentioned it. We don't know what we're going to get from Kyler Murray. We saw Deshaun Watson come back after so much time and it still has, we still haven't even seen the old Deshaun Watson. So I think he'll struggle a little bit. It's a new offense for him as well. And he also doesn't have his favorite target, DeAndre Hopkins. So it'll be an interesting one. Falcons, they better get this win though. Yeah, I, I'm just uh, Arizona's played hard they have so played far this very year. Hard. They, they they actually I thought got a little bit overvalued in the market a few weeks ago because they were one and six, one and five at that point, but they weren't historically awful. They haven't even looked like the worst team in the NFL, even though they're the worst record in the NFL. 
I think that's part of the reason we overrated them a little bit because we expected this abject, unbelievable train wreck. And they've just been a garden variety, worst team in the NFL. That's just what they've been so far this year. So I think we overrated them a little bit in the market. Now with Murray back, I think they're properly priced. I, I, I think this price is fair, but I completely understand why you would lay a money line. Now, don't even mess around with the points. Because uh, Atlanta winning this game by one makes right. a whole lot of sense. So, uh, yeah, hey, look, I, I'm, I'm not touching this game uh, for a reason. By the way, real quick here, we'll get to Detroit and the Chargers real quick. I just want to bring up some college football news that we got this morning. Of course, Jimbo Fisher is out at Texas A&M. Uh, boy, he's going to be owing that guy a lot of money. Be very interesting to see where that search goes on the A&M front. Um, I think they're going to be looking at Oxford, Mississippi. I'm just going to throw that out there. Uh, I think that's, I think Lane ends up in College Station. Uh, Ross Bjork, who was the AD that hired Lane at Old Miss as well, is there at A&M. Okay. Um, and then uh, this morning, a little bit surprising after what Boise did last night, Andy Avalos out as the head coach of the Boise State Broncos. Uh, you know what? I think that's the right move. I think that's the right move for a program that holds itself to a very high standard in the Mountain West. Yes. This team was a monster underachiever this year. They underachieved last year as well. I just Some guys just aren't meant to be head coaches. And Avalos, who was a great coordinator, I just don't think was a particularly good head coach uh, in Boise. But he's out. And, uh, again, the, uh, the Mountain West runs through Las Vegas right now, as wild as that is. Uh, UNLV, two wins away from hosting. The Mountain West title game. I know you're excited about I'm very that. Excited. I know Matt Neverett. Matt Neverett, the only person who voted for UNLV in the media poll to win the Mountain West, got uh, got destroyed on social media. That guy is an idiot. No, no, no. Matt Neverett might end up being right here uh, in the Mountain West. All right, back to the NFL though. Um, Chargers win on Monday night against the Jets. They return home. They'll take on Detroit. We didn't see Detroit last week on the bye, and you know. For the Lions, they're six and two. They're they're gonna run, they're gonna win the NFC West pretty handily here when this is or the NFC North, excuse me. The NFC North pretty handily uh as this year goes along. They have not played well the last three weeks, the last three games going into the bye. At least that offense hasn't looked the same. Now that defense played great against Tampa Bay, they held them to six points. I think that more had to do with Tampa more than it had to do with Detroit. But they were offensively speaking, they were Okay, or five and a half yards of play. They were under five in the first half of that game. Okay, uh, embarrassed by Baltimore at thirty-eight-six game, and then the game before the bye against the Raiders. I, I look. I know they outgained Vegas by over three hundred yards, but that game should have been a thirty-point win, not a twelve-point win. They let the Raiders hang in that game a lot longer than the Raiders should have in that one. And I'm just curious with Detroit: is this just a lull? And it's funny, when they went 2-1 and one in the three games I'm mentioning. But right. is this a lull, or are teams starting to figure out Ben Johnson's offense with Jaron Goff a little bit? That is a possibility. I think, um, or maybe they just had a really bad game against the Ravens. Well, I, I, the Ravens have been awesome at home. Right, right. And I maybe you're undervaluing the Raiders a little bit. And I don't think I am. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely not been McDaniels, I can tell you that. Right. Yeah. Absolutely. Okay. Yeah. So, but I, I like Detroit here a lot coming off a of bye. I took money line with this team too. So this, I, you know, I kind of found what I could with uh -huh. this tough, with this tough card coaching mismatch here. I love Campbell. I think he gets uh, the best out of his team here. And really, I think a prisoner of the moment, I think people, what they saw from the chargers last week against the jets and they had a 
win before that. Mm -hmm. So I think people are a little bit higher on the Chargers, and I know they're very talented, but but this Lions team has been um, very uh, highly rated since the beginning of the season. They're a good team. I think they come out here and they get back on track. I So this game, real quick, just to go through the movement on this one, uh, the Lions, at the beginning of the week, it would be nice if my screen decided to work, open one and a half, got as high as three, now is back to two and a half. I like, again, I don't have a, I don't have much of anything on this card, but I do lean Detroit. And it's probably going to be a public side this week on the Lions. But the Chargers, I mean, the Chargers won on Monday night because of the Jets' ineptitude. It wasn't what the Chargers did. It was what the Jets couldn't do in that game. And that 27-6, to I, I mean, the Chargers' offense scored on a 40-yard field and a 2-yard field. He had under 200 yards of offense. He did nothing in that game. He just won that game because the Jets were so hilariously inept that they could have played for eight quarters and they wouldn't have scored 27 points. The Jets outgained them, correct? Yeah, but and the Jets also ran more plays. But yes, they did. They had to, yeah. yeah, and had time of possession. But yeah, I agree with you. And I think it, I, if it was three weeks ago, I think this line would be a lot higher. It could, it could be three. I think it'd be a solid three. Solid across, three, maybe three and a half even. Possibly, but I think it'd definitely be a solid three if this was even two weeks ago. Right. This would be a solid three. There's no home field advantage in LA too for the Chargers. Exactly. Um, this is also to me a, a really, like, this is a good test for Detroit. It is. Where you're off the bye, you're playing in the stadium where, again, inclement weather is not going to be a factor here. Jared Goff, of course, played a year at SoFi before he was traded to, to, from LA to, to Detroit. And also, too, for the Lions, I mean, the number one seed is in play. The number one seed in the NFC is in play for them. Here's Detroit's remaining schedule, real quick, okay? After this game where they're a short favorite. They're going to be over a touchdown next week against Chicago at home. They're going to be over a touchdown against Green Bay at home. They're going to probably be a small road favorite in New Orleans. They're going to be close to a touchdown in Chicago. They're going to be over a touchdown at home against Denver, or close to it. At Minnesota, I have no idea what that line will be because I don't know what Minnesota is going to look like by then. There'll be a dog at Dallas, and then they get Minnesota at home the last week of the season. Here at Detroit, 14-3 and three with a win today is in play. And 14-3 and three might be enough with Phillies. We talked about Phillies stretch during a bye this week. Phillies right. stretch is comically difficult. Insane how hard that stretch is. 14-3 and three could be yeah. enough to get you to one seed. And that's, to me, Alex... We've had people who talk the Lions up before the year. The only way Detroit can possibly make the Super Bowl is if they have the one seed. I, I can't disagree with that at all. And I do think this will be a big test for them going against the Chargers. And for the Chargers as well. You know, they're trying to uh, get uh, get better from their last two games, move forward from this. And uh, they're a very talented team. I just think, I think the Lions, I think it's a good spot for them. All right, let's go quickly on Dallas and the Giants because we talked about this with Vinny. It's 17 and a half. 39 a total. Only bet I would even look at is a giant team total under 10 and a half if you're not having to lay more than a dollar thirty. Yeah. No play for me at all. I mean, Dallas third most points in per game, averaging 27.5. And then the Giants last in the league, of course, <laughs> 11.2. I don't hate that total, team total under that 10 and a half that you were looking at. All right, let's go to Seattle and Washington. This is actually a really intriguing game for me. I, I think the commanders are a little undervalued in the market. Uh, Sam Howell, look, he's held the ball. He's turned it over at times. 
They've looked really bad in a few games. And I think he's been fine. I think he's been totally fine as his first year as a full-time starter. I, Alex at six, I think that's too much. I, I think this this is the this is the closest to me actually really liking his side this week is getting six with the commanders on the road in Seattle here. And I don't blame you at all because I've been pretty high on Seattle, but I couldn't lay that many points with them. I think they have a slight edge defensively compared to the commanders. They're giving up the second most points a game, 27.2, but pretty evenly matched offensively for these two. And I agree with you. I think Sam Howell's been good for, for the commanders. I think this will be a good game. It was a, a stay away for me. Yeah, I, uh, by the time this game kicks, I'll probably have the six in pocket. I, I, and again, for Seattle, I don't know what to make of the Seahawks. To me, they're, they're a playoff team. They're a playoff caliber team. But last week was awful against Baltimore. That game was never competitive. No. Never. And they were pretty fortunate to beat Cleveland. They needed to turn over to set up that final drive. Credit to them. Go down the field against an elite defense. Score. Win the game. Uh, but other than that, other than that Detroit game, and, and they even really wowed me. They even really wowed me. But again, when you're talking about a conference that's weak and doesn't have many right. teams, as you look at, they're pretty clearly an NFC caliber playoff team. I don't think they're much more than that. And I think, by the way, on that Thanksgiving game when San Francisco goes out there, I think we're going to learn the difference, even though the records are the same right now, between the Niners. And the Seahawks. The only thing I will say is it should be, you know, a breath of fresh air for the Seahawks because they did just face Cleveland and Baltimore's defense. And now yeah, they're going a little bit get, different. Yeah, a little <laughs> bit different with this Washington team. That's kind of why I stayed away from taking the points with them. But we'll see who we get, what Geno Smith shows up, and if Metcalf and Lockett can have a good game here. So let's go to Sunday night. The Jets and the Raiders. Jets right now a point favorite. In this one, uh, 35 and a half the total. I took under 36 and a half earlier in the week. I still think 35 and a half is good. I don't see how either team gets to 17. And again, uh, even with my Missouri education, um, if we don't get to 17, no one gets to 17, or if someone maxes out at 17, we can't get over 35 and a half. I just, Alex, the Jets' defense is incredible. They're the yeah. best unit in this game by a pretty wide margin. And as we learned last week, it doesn't matter if a pass defense is awful. The Jets can't block elite pass rushers. And the Raiders have one in Max Crosby. So no result on the side shocks me. I'm a little surprised that you actually went on a side here. Uh, because I all I, all I feel that, that, that will happen in this game is that it will be ugly. It will be low scoring. And someone's winning by one score. And this game's going to go under 36 and a half. That's hey, the only thing I feel confident about. Hey, I completely agree with that. I took under 36 and a half too. But I mean, the Jets can't pass. They have a bad offensive line. They struggle to convert third downs and they really haven't been able to score. That's the only thing that kind of leads me to the Raiders. You know, they rallied around their new interim head coach, Antonio Pierce. And I don't think that was just a one game rally. I think they can do it again, especially against another backup quarterback who has been struggling offensively. You aren't wrong. I do think the Jets have the better defense. Well, we know the Jets have the better defense in this one. but So the under is definitely my favorite play in this, under 36.5. I think it's still fine at 35.5, but I do lean to the home team here and took a little on the money line with the Raiders. It's one of those, again, where it's Aiden O'Connell and Zach Wilson. Yeah. I mean, this is a this is not a good quarterback matchup. And you bring up the, the coach, the the... The, the new interim coach bump 
which we saw in a big way last week, I have no idea what it is. That's part of the reason that I didn't bet a side here. Is this a multi-week thing, which you tend to think that it may be? Or is this like last year? Remember Jeff Jeff Saturday right. beat the Raiders and then became the worst interim head coach we've ever seen, basically. So, I again, I'm not saying Antonio Pierce is bad. We have no idea what Antonio Pierce is as a head coach. We have no clue. So, that's the main reason that I stayed out. I don't know if this that was a one-off bump for the Raiders. Because if it is, then I think the Jets probably do find a way to win this game 13-9 to or something like that. But if it's a multi-week bump, then the Raiders probably do win this game tonight. Yeah, and I would not be shocked if the Jets won either. But the thing that concerns me the most is the Raiders went and put up 24 points in the first half, right? And then they were held to six in the second half. So they already kind of had a little drop-off from the first half to the second. But that is why I lean the most towards the, or I like the under the most in that one. Wouldn't be overly concerned about that. That was kind of, once they had the big lead and Tommy DeVito was in, it was kind of like, hey, let's just get out of here. We're getting no one hurt. Very good. That's fair. The Giants could probably play... 16 quarters against the Raiders and not have tied that game last week up for Tommy DeVito. All right. I want to just hit Monday night, hit Monday night real quick. Uh, the the uh, Broncos on the road, uh, down to seven here in this one. Buffalo, of course, at home favored in this. Uh, I took I took the big number earlier in the week. I took an eight and a half uh, quickly that okay. had another book. Uh, I took it at seven and a half again. Yeah. I, I think the Broncos play this game within a score. Now that we're at seven, I wouldn't force it. But, man, they're just, Alex, there's just a lot of question marks with Buffalo right now. Uh, Diggs will play, but he's not 100% healthy. We know Allen is 100%. And that defense, since Milano got hurt, has been genuinely bad. No, they you, you make some good points, but I'm still not confident in this Broncos team. I will probably be on the Bills one way or another. Well, we'll discuss it in full tomorrow night. Uh, tomorrow afternoon, I should say, here on the show. Sports by the Book, of course. We're back tomorrow at 3 We'll have a preview of Monday Night Football. We'll also check in on how my college basketball leans Absolutely. are going, which uh, seem to be uh, the leans always better than the plays. You know that. Uh, and uh, also, too, uh, it's Formula One week here in Vegas, finally, which means the construction will finally stop after this week. Uh, but we'll have, uh, we'll have some, some Formula One talk because the uh, South Point will be booking it, all sorts of props on the race as well coming later in the week. Uh, we'll be talking about that tomorrow on Sports by the Book. Alex, good job. Good luck on your plays today. Yes. Not too much luck on the Raiders play, though. Just telling you that right now. For Matt, for Jerry, for Sean, I'm Jeff Parles. Win everyone but the Raiders one. That's all I'll say. Okay. Go undefeated okay. other than that. I'd like the Jets to win tonight for obvious reasons. I'm Jeff Parles. We'll see you next time. Sports by the book here at the South Point Studio.